You're listening to episode 56 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Hello, and welcome to episode 56 of the Alexa in Canada podcast. It's great to have you with me today, and we've got a great guest, as usual, lined up for our interview today. But before we get to that, I do want to tell you again about today's sponsor, and this, of course, is the Alexa conference, which is happening very, very soon. January 15th to 17th in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I now have my flights, I have my hotel booked, I'm ready to go, and I hope that I will see you there. It is the worldwide gathering of Alexa developers and enthusiasts. It's put on by voicefirst.fm. And as usual, I have a coupon code for you. You can get 20% off by using the coupon code Alexa in Canada. So, of course, I'll have the link to that on the show notes page, which you can find at alexaincanada.ca slash 56. Now, let's get to today's podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to Jen Lehner. She is a social media marketer, and she has really made a name for herself in this area. She is a leader in this area. If any of you are familiar with Social Media Examiner, she is actually a contributor to their uh, website on digital marketing. She has lived in a number of different areas, including a spot in Canada, which we get into, And today she comes on, talks a little bit about social media. We compare and contrast social media channels with flash briefings and voice technology. And she has a fantastic flash briefing that we speak about as well. Now, you may have noticed that there has been a little bit of a theme recently in terms of talking quite a bit about flash briefings. And the reason for that is I have something, a new project that I've been hinting about that I have just launched. And it's going to help us find the best flash briefings out there. But I'm going to save that to the end of the podcast episode, and I'm going to tell you all about it at that point, and I think it's going to be really valuable to you. I hope it will, but um, we'll get to that at the end. So uh, without any further ado, it's uh, my great pleasure to welcome Jen Lehner onto the podcast. Hey, Jen, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me and the listeners here of Alexa in Canada. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, Jen, why don't we start off uh, by telling the listeners a little bit about you and your background and what you do? Sure. Um, well, I am a digital marketing strategist, and uh, I sort of split my time as an adjunct professor at Cleveland State University here in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, and then I have an online community that I teach virtually. So I create online courses, and I teach all about social media and online business. And I, I also have a podcast and um, and I'm a mom to three kids and a golden retriever. That pretty much sums it up. <laughs> well, just from that little synopsis, it sounds like we have a lot of things in common, uh, whether it be the social media or the flash briefing or the podcast or being a parent and keeping ourselves very, very busy. I'm sure that there is no shortage of things for you to do. Life is exciting. It certainly is. Now, before we jumped on the call, I was looking at your bio and I noticed that it says that you lived in Toronto for a little bit. So there's a little bit of a Canadian connection there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I wasn't there as long as I wanted to be. So this was uh, several years ago and we were living in Seattle and my husband had an opportunity for us to go to Toronto. 
And honestly, I, and I'm not just sucking up because you're Canadian, but <laughs> honestly, like I never, I really never wanted to leave. Uh, we lived, um, we just lived in a really nice community. It's really true. Like all Canadians are nice. You might argue with me on that one, but all the Canadians who I met are nice. I still stay in touch with all my Canadian friends. And, um, I, I would love, I would love to live there again. It's just a wonderful, warm, wonderful, uh, not warm, uh, literally, but, um, <laughs> But, you know, just the people are warm. And I found that um, as close as Toronto is to the States, and I know a lot of Canadians call it like whatever, an American city, but really and truly, uh, it was so different from the States. I mean, and I've lived much farther overseas and so forth in Asia, but um, but I did think that Toronto was as similar as it is to the States, very, very different. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. And you also mentioned that you've actually spent some time in in my home city, Vancouver, as well. At least visiting, I understand. Oh God, yes. I would love a reason to have to move there. It's so beautiful. <laughs> well, thanks. You there's, are you are very lucky. <laughs> there's some extra brownie points there. Right on. Well done. Um, awesome. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about what you do. So you said you you do social media marketing. Um, how did you get into that? And uh, tell us a little bit about the background there. Um, I kind of stumbled into it, I guess. I mean, I just always, 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 uh, even even when I was a kid, have been interested in technology, but not the way really smart people are interested in technology. Like I wasn't, I wasn't somebody who like deconstructed like the radio so that I could put it back together. It wasn't like that. It was, um, it was, it was always sort of the social aspect of technology, any way that it could bring people together. Like I loved walkie talkies. I Mm. loved, you know, I loved my grandfather's CB radio in his truck. I, um, I remember I bought this robot. I saved up for it. I was like, I don't know, 10 years old. And it was this robot that supposedly could talk back to you, but really all it was, was a cassette tape that you stuck in the robot's mouth. And then you like, you pressed a button and it, it essentially just was play stop and pause or something. I was, and it was canned responses, you know, so disappointed. But so I've always had that interest in that way. So social media was really kind of perfect for me. So I was always an early adopter. I was the first person on my street to get email and, um, I was, you know, I met my husband on America Online in 1997. Wow. Uh, you know, I just, I, I can't think of a way that social media has not uh, had an impact on my life in one way or another. So uh, I was a stay-at-home mom for uh, for many, many years. And when my first child was born, I, I left my career in nonprofit. And, uh, but I stayed, you know, I stayed on top of everything, like when eBay came out and I was just always fascinated. Amazon, uh, sold stuff on eBay. And then, and then as he got older and then my other kids came along, I always ended up being that mom in the classroom who, uh, or I should say parent in the classroom who did the, the newsletters. In fact, they didn't know about like digital newsletters. So I was always excited to say, look what, look what you can do. Uh, um, yeah. or let me set up a website for your classroom. And I just always did that in different volunteer roles. And then I realized that not everybody really was that into it. Not like I was not in a, in a way that could grow their business. I mean, I started to notice that I could help people grow their businesses with this. So I did it for free at first and then had a lot of success. And then word got out that I was doing this and then people started hiring me and then, and then, and then that's 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 how it happened. Kind of took off from there. That's great. Yes. That's, a, that, that, that's, that's a great story. And so I want to go back to this robot because this robot that you had that you basically had a cassette tape, but you could play. So this was 
this is maybe the first kind of voice technology device that you had. And we're going to talk about voice. So how's that for a segue? I'm doing my best here. Right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Great segue. So let's, so let's talk about voice. So what, what makes you or what got you interested in voice technology? Oh, let's see. Um, oh, you know, like as soon as, um, as soon as Amazon announces that, you know, they're going to have prime membership or they're going to have, you know, uh, those dash buttons. They introduced those a few years ago, like not the, not the virtual ones, but those physical buttons that you can stick on the surface of your desk or in, in the, in a cabinet. So when you run out of paper towels, you just hit the button and then it, an order shows up. Like I bought those. So it was basically, they announced this device thing. Uh, we're just going to call her Lexi, uh, mm -hmm. if that's all right with you. Yeah. So we don't, <laughs> I mean, I should say I'm going to call her Lexi out of habit because whenever I talk on my podcast, that's what I do because people get so annoyed when I set off their devices. That's what I do too. So, yep. Yeah. So, so, uh, so they, they, they talked about this Lexi thing. I bought it and I started using it and honestly, I can't, oh, well, no, I, I, I honestly cannot remember how, do you remember how you first heard about it? I cannot remember. But all I can tell you is that the minute that I realized what it could do, uh, I don't think I could sleep. Uh, I mean, for like two days, I just thought the potential for this is absolutely huge. So I created my own briefing right away. And it's been about a year. And um, I, I really just can't believe all that it's brought to my life and business. That, that's really impressive. So so you've been doing the uh, so we're talking about a flash briefing here, you've been doing your flash briefing for about a year. And um, I'm curious, given your background with uh, social media marketing, and now with the voice technology and the flash briefing, what's your take on this? Like, do you feel that the flash briefing is a type of social media? Well, you know, that's, that's funny because sometimes when you're doing these, these briefings and you're, and you're sending them out into the world, it definitely feels like a one way communication. Um, and, and it's sometimes, especially when you get started, it feels like you're just talking into a black hole. Does mm -hmm. anybody hear me? Is anybody hearing this? Right. Um, because it's not social in the, in the, um, uh, immediate gratification way that, that social actual social is. However, uh, I give a very, mm. very specific calls to action. Uh, and they're always usually different on my briefings. And it's been amazing uh, how it translates over into social. So I would say it's sort of like the, um, maybe it's the flare gun that I send off and then, and then all, it ripples through all of my social media. So then conversations happen. For example, I always say, Hey, join my, 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 uh, free online classroom, which is a basically a Facebook group. I'll say that. And then, you know, people have to fill out a form, but before they come into the Facebook group, it's like a three question sort of application. So you can, make sure that the people coming in are the right people that need to be in there, that it's good for them. Good for you. And there's one question I ask is how did you, how did you hear about this flash briefing? I mean, how did you hear about this group? And now after a year I am getting, Oh my gosh, I'm getting dozens every day, dozens of people coming every day who are saying your flash briefing, your flash briefing, uh, or I'll ask people to tweet me and then I start getting tweets. So yes, to a very long winded answer to your question is I do think it's sort of social. Interesting. So almost, yeah, I, I, I totally know what you mean. It's, it's not a direct way that they can necessarily interact with you directly, but certainly indirectly. And I've, I've noticed the same thing. As people get to know you through their flash briefing, they're more inclined to engage with you in other 
uh, in other platforms and other mediums. So we kind of jumped ahead here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about like, what is your flash briefing? What are you doing with your flash briefing? Sure. Well, it's funny. It's, it's really funny because after I started, I thought, Oh God, what did I do? Why, why did I pick this? Uh, because I, I deliver basically, um, news updates in the world of online marketing and social media. So that means uh, I have to do it every day. But when I first started doing it, I, I just didn't know what I was doing. So I was only doing it once a week. And then one day I got a a one star review on Amazon and this woman, woman said, um, it's a good briefing, but, and, and Jen gives good information, but I have to hear her every single day for a week until the next one comes up. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, you know, I mean, all she had to say was like, next, she could tell Lexi next and she wouldn't have to hear me, but that was sort of beside the point. Then I realized, oh, like that just goes against the grain of the whole concept of flash briefings in that they're habitual. People listen to them every day. Um, and so if I'm delivering the news, it's pretty stale by day six, you know? So, um, so then I decided to start doing it every day. So I have short, um, you know, I have, well, obviously flash briefings should be short. So they're short, a short delivery of the news, but also I try to let people know why it's important, how they can incorporate it in their business. Sometimes I give a little bit of commentary and, and although I, I sort of started that begrudgingly and sort of bummed out that, oh gosh, I got to commit to this every day. Uh, I actually do it Monday through Friday. And what the, what I've learned is that this was really one of the best things I could have done because it's turned, I mean, just personally, even if there was nobody listening, it has turned into this daily practice like yoga or anything else. In fact, I do this every day after yoga. I come to my studio, I record it. And guess what? It may, I, my, my, my saw is so sharp sharper than it's ever been because I am the first person to report this news in my industry, more or less. Really, I'm even beating like social media examiner. They come out with the news like three days later uh, or maybe four or five days later on their briefing, but I'm doing it every day. Right. And um, so it makes me feel like I'm really in the know in my niche. That's really neat. And that's, again, what I'm finding too, that it really is an opportunity to really, really stay on top of whatever that topic is that that uh, that you're researching and you're becoming a, an expert on. So, hey, that's great. What are you What are you finding in terms of the, the challenges with doing it? The challenges. Um, well, I think because it's still so new, uh, you know, I think I'm just constantly thinking, am I – am I really utilizing everything that I could be utilizing? Am I doing all that I need to be doing? And I need to stay, you know, just staying on top of the development of this technology itself. You know, every day there's more to there. there and it's not always this huge announcement, but if you go into your developer dashboard, you'll start to see that new stuff is being added. In fact, I, I just discovered yesterday that they've added new categories Um, So like I picked business, but when I set it up, but I noticed now there's a business, social business, uh, communications, business, whatever. So I'm like, oh man, I got to go back in there and like reset, (laughs) reset some things up, you know? So I I don't want to miss anything. So, but that's always my challenge in everything that I do is like, I, you know, is how to, how to have a life and stay on top of all this stuff. Yeah. And oh, I couldn't agree more with that. Amazon is just you know, releasing updates and changing things at such a furious pace. Uh, it's almost dizzying trying to keep up with what they're doing and all the products and everything that's coming out. So yeah, oh, I, I, to, 
Sorry, Terry. Yeah. I just I just thought of something. I want to go back to your social question for a second. And that is, you know, just this week, Facebook released their first um, piece of hardware called the portal. And what is amazing about and I ordered it. So I'll let you know if you haven't ordered one. Um, if they don't have it in Canada yet, I will let you know how it goes. But what I'm so fascinated about is that they are putting Lexi inside of this portal. That's right. Um, so it is the ultimate sort of social meets voice um, scenario. So I'm really excited about that. That's inter- yeah, it's a very interesting development with uh, with Facebook and social for sh- and and voice for sure for sure. So you know, so now you've been creating this this flash briefing for like you said about a year or so. Um, what? Why is that important for people to consider? Like, what, what's the benefit of the flash briefing if you're if somebody's coming to you and they're saying, "Hey, look, I'm thinking about doing this, but why should I do a flash briefing?" What, what's your response to that? Oh my goodness. Um, so, I mean, I I've heard all the pushback um, because first of all, it's first of all, people tell me my audience my audience doesn't listen to flash briefings, and I say, "You're exactly right." Your current audience is not listening to flash briefings. Your future audience is listening to flash flash briefings, right. meaning there are people out there listening right now who will become your audience. They're listening and they will become your audience. So you got to put it out there. Um, the other thing is it's, it is habitual. And so unlike, I mean, you re- literally have to do nothing to hear your briefing. So when someone says, um, Lexi, play my flash briefings, then once they've enabled your briefing, it's just going to automatically play every day. And it happens during these transitional moments in a person's life that we would never be able to reach them otherwise during these moments while they're fixing the kids' lunch, while they're drinking their coffee. And I know that because that's what people are telling me. Jen, I listen to you every day while I drink my coffee um, or while I make the kids' lunch. Uh, so this is th- this on top of the fact that, you know, the car companies just put um, Lexi, I mean, all the, first it started with BMW, then Toyota announced, and pretty soon it'll be ubiquitous, as will everyone who owns one of these devices in their homes, the same way it was when, you know, the TV first came out, you know, they were a very novel, weird kind of thing, and I think they, everybody probably thought the TVs were spying on them too, Um, but everybody ended up with a TV or multiple TVs in their homes. So it's just a matter of, you know, I think right now the reason why I feel like people need to really jump on now, even if they're dubious, even if people think, well, I just don't get the, how this could help my business, um, because I think a year from now, the market will already be so saturated. It'll be really hard. It'll be much harder to build an audience. And I, I always say, like, if I would have told you, I mean, there's only 50,000 flash briefings right now. Um, if you have skills it, and then even less flash briefings, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there. And it's like if, if, if we would have said like la, if we if somebody would say, knowing what you know now, hey, um, there's only 50,000 websites. There's only 50,000 podcasts. Right. It would be a pretty good time to get on board. So now is the time when people have that opportunity. And so I'm jumping up and down and flapping my hands because I want <laughs> – you know, I want people to to see this this huge opportunity because once you become a part of someone's life in that way, and it's so intimate, really, then that leads to all sorts of things that you probably can't even imagine right now. I mean, I'm certainly benefiting from uh, from this in ways I had not expected with customers and clients and new members who are actively engaging in my community that I just I really didn't think 
I didn't really expect that much from it, to be honest. When I first started, it was really just an experiment because I like to try out cool new tech. Yeah, yeah. So that, yo, I, I agree with everything you said there. Absolutely. I, I keep referring to it as the prime real estate of voice now. And um, I know Gary Vaynerchuk, who I know you, you've, you've had the opportunity to speak with. Um, I know he's big on voice as well. Um, and I really respect his opinions. So this is a, I agree with you. It's a, it's a huge, huge opportunity right now. For, for those people that are looking at creating a flash briefing, do you have any particular tips in terms of how to create an effective one or some ideas yeah. or things they could think about? Yeah, just simple things. You know, I find that right now there's really not, I don't think there's a bunch of briefings that are doing it well in the sense that just like with like a visual brand online uh, or a visual brand anyway, what am I trying to say? Aesthetically, when we brand our businesses, they need to be recognizable, right? Like they need to have a certain color. The, The color needs to be uniform across all platforms. You need to have a recognizable logo, font. When, you, when it comes to voice, when it comes to audio, we also need to brand our audio. And it's so easy to do that with just a recognizable sound clip at the beginning and the end. Just a little little short intro and outro music. And what's so funny, and I've had the same music since I started, and I found better music that I liked. And I played it, and I changed my music, and I did that for a couple of weeks. And I got a, I got a message from someone, and he said, what's up with the new music? He said, it's not that I don't like it. He said, the other music was an earworm for me. And I was like, wow, okay. Huh. I mean, I knew that anyway. I knew it was good to have a recognizable intro and you'll know it, you take it for granted but when you listen to your favorite podcast or your your briefing the the briefings you listen to the most the ones that do have that consistent same intro you just I don't know it's 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 I think it's like uh, we don't are it's comforting to our brain or something right something triggers I don't know what but I went back and changed changed it back to the old music because I was like why would I want to mess with that when I've created brand recognition with my sound so so I would say that's one tip um, it sounds more professional with just a short audio intro and outro um, the other thing is to to give a call to action not 20 calls to action and it doesn't have to be the same call to action every time but it could be something as similar as you know send me a tweet or you know find me on facebook or here's my email send me an email if you have a comment or a question some something right mm-hmm. like every single time um and the other is to keep it brief to modulate your voice you know i, I hear a lot of people that are very monotone and it's a, like a sleeping pill like you yeah. you don't, don't want to bore you don't yeah. want to bore your audience um and also you know what as another tip that i always give for audio is to smile while you are talking yes. because even though no one can see you they can hear your smile so yes absolutely oh yeah i totally agree with that you, oh i got another one let's hear it uh, this is my i don't know if you know this one but this this one i just learned and it really made a difference and that is when you set up your briefing um you have to put in keywords and if you put in keywords beyond the obvious keywords, so when we say keywords, we mean like things that people would search you for, which we didn't even talk about, and I'm sure you've talked about many, many times, is that we are you can be searched for on the largest store in the world. Um, your briefing can can get found, um, but and so so putting in things that people might search for in your keywords when you set it up is is a smart thing to do. But taking it one step further. Um, let's suppose that someone is searching for, uh, we can assume that a lot of people, for example, let's say I'm a motivational speaker. Well, I would assume that a lot of people would be searching for, uh, 
for flash briefings by Tony Robbins. So I might put Tony Robbins' name as a keyword um, or the name of Tony Robbins' new book or a best-selling book uh, because people will go into Amazon and type in the name of Tony Robbins' best-selling book. Or even better, if Tony Robbins doesn't have a flash briefing yet and people are all looking for his flash briefing, then I might, then I might pop up. Or if he already has a flash briefing, let's say it's called, um, he probably does, but let's say it's called uh, Tony Robbins Hot Topics. Let's say that's the name of his, his flash briefing. I will put the keyword Tony Robbins Hot Topics as my keywords, the name of his flash briefing. And I actually noticed a rise in my own flash briefing when I started doing this. Um, but you kind of have to do it once a month for it to, to work. Oh, that's very, that's a great tip, actually. That's one that I hadn't heard of. But then I guess then you have to uh, resubmit your flash briefing to Amazon for certification every time you change keywords. Yes, that's a good point. And that I didn't think about that when I did it the first time and then had a heart attack. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh no, what have I done? But it had, but it was like, but my briefing played the next day, so it didn't seem to cause any interruption. Yeah, I don't think it caused any interruption. My understanding is that the flash briefing will continue to play while it's in review for certification. But then, when the certification occurs, you know, then then those changes have been made. But that is, but that is a great tip. I, that's one that I was not aware of. So that thanks for that one. That's a, that's an excellent one. Sure thing. Um, great. And I guess my last question is, and this seems to be one of the. Um, challenges one of the things that i hear a lot from people that have flash briefings or other lexi skills is the whole idea of discovery and and what you just uh commented on you know has a lot to do with that if you have good keywords that's going to help but do you have any other tips of like how do you how do you get your flash briefing found by other people is, is there anything else beyond having the keywords or is that really the main strategy at this point no, no, you have to go, you have to go beyond that. It's, it's how do you get anything found is, is basically how you get your briefing found beyond that. Like, you know, then it's a matter of, you know, making sure that you put a link in your uh, email signature and signature signature, um, that you put a link on all your social, um, that you're constantly, you know, not constantly, but regularly mentioning it on Twitter. Um, even putting a, like a short bitly link to it on your business card. So you got, you have to, you have to talk it up. Um, and then a few other things that I do it, uh, I, I, take the audio from each of my download my briefing right after I record it. And then I upload it to headliner app, mm -hmm. uh, which is just my favorite new app of the year for sure. And it turns it's free and it turns it into a, an audiogram, which is one of those things that it's, it's technically an MP4 file. So it's a video and it, uh, so it's got, I use the logo of my podcast and then it's got that audio, sound file wave bar that goes across the, the, the overlays and rises and falls to the sound of your voice. If that makes sense. Right. You know, I don't know. How do you describe that thing? Anyway? Um, I, so I turn it into a video and then I send it out. I post that on social so people can hear it who aren't listening to me via, um, Lexi. And then, uh, I send it out through messenger bot. So I let people subscribe to my briefing through a messenger bot as well. And then on my bot, I have three buttons. One is click here to, to listen on um, Lexi. Click here to leave me a review on Amazon. And I can't remember what the third one is. Oh, listen now. And that, that's the one that takes them to the audiogram. Uh, 
and that, oh, that's the other thing, reviews. So I'm getting found a lot more now that I have uh, a decent number of reviews. And so I'm, I, I'm not ashamed or I'm not, I'm not afraid to ask people to, to leave reviews. Like I do that very confidently because I feel like I'm delivering good information. If they want the, if they want it to continue, then they need to please leave me a review because, um, because it helps to get found by other listeners. Absolutely. Yeah. And oh, those are all great tips as well. That's, uh, that's fantastic. And I, I encourage people to, to ask for reviews as well. Cause I think that's one of the key ways that you can really be found more easily on Amazon as well. Um, yep. wonderful. Thank, thanks so much, Jen. This has been, this has been a great discussion and you're full of lots of information and lots of tips for all the, uh, the flash briefers or briefcasters as I like to call them, uh, out there. Um, where can people learn more about what you're up to and connect with you? Um, what are some resources that you can share with with the listeners here? Uh, well, just going to my website, jenlaner.com, and that's spelled L-E-H-N-E-R. Um, and also, I just put together a short, like, you can have your Alexa up and running. Oop, I'm sorry, I said her name, but <laughs> you can right. have your... <laughs> You can have your briefing up and running like in no time. It's a, it's a really short, easy to consume step-by-step course. And that's at jenlaner.com slash Alexa course. Uh, and I've got a bunch of articles on my blog as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, I'll be sure to put all of these links in the show notes for this episode. Um, Jen, again, thanks so much. It's, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Obviously, you are, you are very, very knowledgeable in the area of social media marketing and now voice and flash briefings. And I think, uh, well... I know you feel the same way, but I think flash briefings really are going to become a bigger and bigger uh, thing in the future, and it's going to provide an opportunity for for brands and for uh, you know hobbyists and nonprofit organizations and anybody who has a message to get out. Uh, these are going to be or these are going to be the future. Uh, a really, really valuable platform to get that message out. Couldn't agree more. Thanks so much for having me, Terry. My pleasure. Well, there you go. Big thanks to Jen Lehner again for coming on the podcast and sharing some of her knowledge with us. Great, great discussion. Really enjoyed speaking about the flash briefings. And the tip about the keywords is a really, really cool idea, one that I hadn't considered. So if you are looking at creating a flash briefing, then by all means, that is something to definitely keep in mind. As Jen mentioned, she has a course about flash briefings, and I'm going to put the links to the course in the show notes as well. Uh, if you are interested, I have a course about flash briefings as well, and I'll put a link to that one too. So feel free to check out both of them. Some courses may appeal to one person more than another, and I encourage you to check out both of them. And um, you know, and whichever one works better for you, then by all means use that one because the important thing here is to get that flash briefing out and really take advantage of this opportunity. Now, at the beginning of this episode, I hinted about a special project that I have been working on with regards to flash briefings. And as Jen and I discussed in this episode, one of the really big challenges right now with flash briefings is the issue of discoverability. For people to find the top quality flash briefings, it's getting more difficult as more flash briefings come online. Certainly, as we've discussed, there aren't as many flash briefings by any means as podcasts and so on. But as more flash briefings come online in the Amazon store, it is becoming more challenging to finding those flash briefings that are really top-notch briefcasts. You know, the ones that have the good audio branding that we talked about, ones that are done on a consistent basis, ones that provide true value to the listener, uh, one that has an overall very professional production style. So these are the flash briefings that ideally 
listeners would be able to find very easily. And I've been giving a lot of thought to this challenge over the last number of months, actually. And I was thinking, how can I help with this? And how can we as a community help with this problem to really promote and to really highlight those flash briefings that, in my view, are doing an unbelievable job with producing high-quality professional briefcasts? And what I'm very, very excited to tell you about today is that I have just launched a new website called briefcast.fm. And the whole purpose of this website is to highlight just those flash briefings that I described, those that are the top-notch flash briefings, those that are the best out there, the ones that, again, good quality branding, good value, consistent basis, professionally done, the whole bit, the ones that if you go have a listen to, I am confident that you will find them to be excellent. Now, they're going to be highlighted on this website, briefcast.fm. They're going to be able to be sorted by category so that there is a particular uh, interest that you have, you'll be able to find the flash briefings or briefcasts uh, that are applicable to your interests. You know, I gave a lot of thought to the name of this website, and briefcasts, I think, is just perfect. Brief, of course, with the connotation to uh, flash briefings. Brief, of course, meaning that these are short audio uh, shows. Uh, briefcasts, because they're similar to podcasts. And, of course, the FM domain, because it is similar to radio and what we are producing. So, um, Two parts to this. One is feel free to go check it out, briefcast.fm. You will be able to see our initial uh, briefcasts that have been added to this catalog. This is going to grow over time, but I do not want it to grow too fast because the briefcast.fm logo and audio branding, which will be part of these particular shows, is going to be the stamp of approval that these have been vetted and they have been found to be the highest quality flash briefings out there. And the second part of this announcement then, of course, is that if you feel that you have a flash briefing or a briefcast, or you know somebody that has a, a, a show that is going to meet the standards, that it truly is a remarkable show, a high quality top-notch show, then I want to hear about it. And please get in touch with me or encourage that person to get in touch with me. And I'd love to have a discussion with this person. I'd love to listen to that particular flash briefing and see if it's a good fit for the briefcast.fm network. And by doing so, this will help to create more listeners for these particular shows and help to strengthen our community of briefcasters. So there you go. Please go and check out the show notes uh, for this episode, and it'll have all the information, of course, that Jen Lehner was talking about, and some uh, resources and links to briefcast.fm. And of course, you can find that, uh, the show notes for today's episode, at alexaincanada.ca slash 56. Talk to you again next week, and I look forward to hearing your comments on Flash Briefings. She's got, she's got skills. Got skills.